The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm your interim host, Nathaniel James, for tonight's pod. Uh, joining me for tonight's pod, um, I have Simon Holdsworth and Michael Wandy. Gentlemen, good evening. Hello good from evening. Germany. Okay, so um, earlier this week we had a football game against the Falcons with the final score being 31 to 13. What can you say, guys? Well, a dominating performance comes to mind. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was uh, it was everything that I, I kind of hoped it would be, really. We eliminated the mistakes for the most part and just went back to what we do best, which is winning in the trenches. Um, you know, we just beat Atlanta up. It was fantastic to watch. Yeah, yeah. Wandy, uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, um, I have to admit uh, that was really nice uh, for once to can't sleep after a 49ers game. Um because it was basically over in the third quarter. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was an outstanding performance. Uh, but I hope it isn't just another Garoppolo cycle uh, game. So uh, let's see what we do against Tennessee and Houston and the Rams in the last three games. We have to win at least two of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I say, the Niners have improved um, to 2-1 against um, Atlanta at Levi Stadium and have won the last three of their four home games against the Falcons. So, yeah, really good good performance. Uh, 49ers improved to an 8-6 on the season. Um, a few stats. Garoppolo had 18 out of 23 uh, throwing, had 235 yards uh, with one touchdown, zero interceptions with a quarterback rating of a 123.7 so it's it's quite it's quite good really and I mean it, we, we've always I, I myself have complained about the inconsistency with Garoppolo but he surpassed 3,000 yards um, on, on the season so it's marked his second season with at least 3,000 passing yards um, and the last time he did that was obviously in, in 2019 where he had you know just short of 4,000 overall passing yards so He's just he's he's become the sec the sixth quarterback in 49ers history to register multiple seasons with a three thousand or more passing yards. So I, I, it, it's it's just you know you hope that he's going to continue in everything, but I, I don't know. Is it could you could you? I know. I mean, we've we've kind of talked about this on several occasions, blaming it on whether it's Garoppolo or whether it's his consistency or whether it's the playmaking under Shanahan guys give me your thoughts what what do you think was what do you think was the factor here for, for that for that you know game I think I think it's a combination of both really I think I think that Jimmy is eliminating his his errors so you've got to give him credit for that I also think that he's getting his favored targets back to to fitness and getting them on the field you know George Kittle is we know is a is a is a a favourite target of, of of Jimmy, and I think it's his comfort blanket. Um, so so that's all pointing in the right direction. I mean, look, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I've been probably one of his biggest critics, but you know the fact the fact remains that over the last eight weeks he's the highest graded graded quarterback in the NFL. 
So he must be doing something right. I think Shanahan is not trying to overcomplicate it on the play call. We, we're getting behind the run again, which is what we do. You know, everything that we do in the passing game comes off the run. And I did feel that he was trying to force the passing game a little bit um, when Jimmy was having those, those those issues. You know, we didn't establish it. And I think that defences uh, can read our passing game. Obviously, we used it. We used the running game for distraction and to, to get them to bite on runs and, it frees space up over the middle for, for people like Kittle and, and Debo and Brandon Ayuk. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's coming together nicely just at the right time of the season, isn't it, guys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I agree. And, you know, and, and Wandy, what, what's your thoughts in, in terms of, you know, how, how Garoppolo played and everything? Yeah, first thing, you forgot that he is the fastest uh, 49ers quarterback who reached uh, 10,000 yards. Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, the first thing I wrote, uh, read after the game was uh, people criticizing him again. And he had an almost perfect game because at one situation, he basically overlooked a free Brandon Ayuk and threw a contested pass to Kittle, who Kittle, of course, catched. And the people started uh, attacking him for that uh, but what I find ridiculous is uh, we all have uh, 500 camera angles. We see every player on the field. Uh, Jimmy basically sees the helmets of the O-line men in front of him. And he has to make a split-second decision. And when he sees Kittle free, relatively free, I would have taken the, the throw too because it was a relative easy throw. Uh, Kittle, okay, he was in the middle where he is always contested, but he uh, was in a position where he could catch the ball. And as I said, it's a split-second decision, and I don't know why people still uh, screaming for Trey Lance. I mean, if Trey would be the starter, uh, he would have already beaten out Jimmy, and he hasn't beaten out Jimmy, so... Um, there must uh, be something in Jimmy's play that better fits uh, the Shanahan playbook than Trey is at the moment. And uh, I, I still think Trey is not ready yet to be our starter. He has to learn a lot, or like uh, Master Yoda would say, a lot to learn the young Padawan has to. <laughs> And I mean, you know, let's get some more of these these stats. I mean, Wilson, um, Jeff Wilson, he had a good game, didn't he? I mean, he reached, um, well, he had a carry, he carried for 21 and had 110 yards, um, rushing yards. Um, that's the third time in his career since um, last year he did it against Arizona. Um, Samuel, um, he, he carried for 29 yards. Uh, sorry, had six carries. He uh, had 29 yards. Uh, he averaged... 4.8 with one touchdown um and yet kittle six carries um and 93 yards um average 15 so th there was a lot of positives to this game really wasn't there you know from an offensive standpoint i i, I was also quite happy regarding you know sort of jennings uh, and he seems yeah. to be coming coming up doesn't he we sort of see, see you know even i think it, it was mentioned in the press conference that Garoppolo was finding that, you know, it, it was good to get, get the, those openings. So si, you were just about to kind of say, so what's your, what's your thoughts regarding Jennings? Yeah, Jennings, I, I think I commented on the, on the, on the, um, 
on the Facebook page on the uh, on the game day thread that I like. I'm, I'm starting to like what I see from him. He's a he's a big bodied guy. He's not the quickest, but he's he gives us something that you know we thought that we'd got um, with the other dude whose name just completely escapes me. Who uh, who we released? You know that he was perennially injured. Um, where we've got it gives us a red zone, red zone target. He's still prone to the odd drop, but he's a rookie. Um, but I mean the the shake that he put on for his score was a you know was a was a class route that he ran, and he's a big like I say he's a big bodied guy. He's he's it, it feels like Garoppolo's going to trust him. Um, he's kind of ousted Trent Sherfield as well, which Sherfield as was probably our. Our best receiver at one stage, at one stage of the season, you know, when when Ayuk wasn't getting any game time and you know Debo was injured, it was it, we only had really Trent Sherfield to go for. Um, but he's been he's he's been sort of reduced to just special teams um, reps. So uh, yeah, I like the look of Juwan Jennings. He was a standout in college, and you know when we drafted him, I was pretty excited. But it's been a bit of a slow burner. But again, if you know any good team that goes deep into the playoffs starts getting these people produce producing at this stage of the season yeah I mean he had three receptions you know for 24 yards and one touchdown on the day so it's his third of the season and his career so he's he's doing he's doing well you know he's kind of just flourishing now he's getting into that point and everything Wandy did you have any any thoughts regarding Jennings yeah I think he is uh basically Kendrick Bourne with a higher upside um like Kendrick Bourne, he catches the really contested ones and drops uh, the easy ones sometimes. But he has a much higher upside than Kendrick Bourne will ever have. N- not that I don't like Kendrick Bourne. I love Kendrick Bourne. But uh, Kendrick Bourne, uh, there's a reason why he was undrafted. Uh, he has his limits. And I think uh, John Jennings... Uh, could be the steal of the last year's draft. Uh, and I think, you know, we, we, we kind of like, we, we're sort of starting to see a few more options, aren't we? Ayuk, you know, he had one catch for 36 yards. And obviously, it's just those options, isn't it? In terms of who to move to, who to kind of pass to, you know, that there there are options now. You've got, you know, you, you've got a few more now just kind of flourishing and getting to that point. And hopefully, you know, going into the postseason, we, we, we can... If you know, touch wood, we we get to that to that point. We just you know, hopefully people are you know the the, the people in their trenches are going to flourish. But um, yeah. what what do you? I mean, we we didn't obviously we didn't have Elijah Mitchell for this game, um, being being injured. But Wilson, you know, had a, had a strong game. Juice had one carry for six yards and scored a touchdown. What what do you think? I mean. It, it, what do you think? Hasty one carry, six yards, average average of thirteen. Guys, what do you think from a running perspective from the backs? Schematically, we 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 matched up very well with the, with with the Falcons, um, but people are just doing their jobs, and we know we're a good running team. We are a run first offense. Um, all Shanahan's teams are run first, and you know we the one big difference that I noticed on on Sunday was how good we were on third down which has been a bit of an Achilles heel. You know, it can be a bit of a drive killer. And, you know, we, I think we, it was it six of 11 on third down, which is, you know, our percentages were down at sort of like 15, 20% over the last few games. And, you know, to take that up to 50% makes a huge difference. Yeah. And it's people making plays. Like we said, Jennings only had three catches, but one was a touchdown. I think one was on third down for a first down. So they all contribute. And, you know, Jeff Wilson, I, I, I quite like Jeff Wilson. I always, I think he runs, 
he runs uphill. You know, he's not a, a sort of a, a. He gets he gets vertical very very quickly, um, and he's got he's got line breaking speed. So um, it's no surprise that he got over a hundred yards. To be fair, and you know, Hasty got over the pump oh, the the, uh, the kickoff fumble, didn't he? Pretty well, and again yeah. contributed with a with, with a big run. And you know, you can there's a sense of certainly a sense of uh, uh, it building. You know, something's happening at the 49ers and, you know, the, the media are starting to take notice of it again. And I watched uh, Good Morning Football and, you know, Shrag's on there. He um, he was like, out of all the teams in the NFL, the one team that people aren't going to want to face at this point in time is the 49ers because they don't, not just beating people, we're beating people up. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, no, one, no, one, no one wants to face us. We're playing physical football. You know, and we're not at full strength. That's that's the great. How far? How much better can this team get in the next few weeks to then hit the playoffs with a clean bill of health? Would be would, would be fantastic. You know, the momentum is a massive thing in any sport, but certainly in 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 the NFL. So you know, it's it's trending in the right direction for us for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Wandy, do you have any thoughts regarding you know from the running standpoint? Yeah, first of all, uh, Wilson, I think, is, uh, we saw him, uh, like, the last game he had last season before he got injured, uh, I think he is almost back at that level, and that's good, because, honestly, I only see uh, Mitchell and Wilson at the moment in our running game. Uh, you, you named Hasty, and I'm not... Uh, think Hasey is uh, there where we need him. Um, when Mitchell fell out and we still had Wilson, uh, Hasty could have shown what he uh, what he can do, and uh, he didn't. Uh, so I'm not yet sold on Hasty. And thank God uh, next week uh, Elijah Mitchell will be back. So we have a two-headed monster with Wilson and Mitchell next week. And I heard Sermon shall be back too. So let's see. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, Wilson, I mean, he, he I think he has started off quite, quite slow, hasn't he? And he had that situation where, you know, obviously he was injured for quite some time, but he's kind of, it's taken him, you know, slowly, slowly, but surely he's, you know, kind of, he really came into this game and, and came into his own, um, which, you know, is really, really positive. So, yeah. Guys, do we have any other thoughts regarding, you know, anything offensively? I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to move on to the defence in a little while, but I just wondered if there was any other thoughts that, you know, you, you had regarding uh, the, this game from an offensive standpoint. Um, not, not Nothing outside of what we already know, really. I think, obviously, Kittle stepped up again. Um, I think George Kittle has, has equaled the best productivity over the three-game stretch for a tight end in NFL history. <laughs> and that's always a, a nice thing to kind of hear really isn't it over, over, over the past three games and you know there's still people out there who believe Travis Kelsey is a better tight end than George Kittle <laughs> <Come on>. yeah <laughs> and, we're, we're, but we're going to be biased aren't we well, 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 of course, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely but you know I, I said it on, on the pod a few weeks ago George Kittle is a leader he's an inspirational leader and he carries the t- he puts the team on his back I think spiritually um, with and, and with in, in terms of the, the whole demeanour of the team, I think when he's on song and when he's firing on all cylinders, the team fires on all cylinders. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, just keep it coming, George. 
and it was so good to hear him you know after the you know i know that that somebody had put on the um i really do apologize to the person whoever it was but about him just being you know liking to be physical and and taking these you know players out you know like yeah. you know from an offensive and really bully, bullying some of these these guys which yeah. i mean I, I you know just touch wood it you know it all continues but you know obviously that physical type of football is basically what I guess, in a sense, what what Shanahan looks like likes to kind of implement, isn't it? Really, that that you know, kind of physical, kind of game, and and that, and that blocking kind of game as well. So, yeah, hope for, hopefully it will continue. Wandy, do you have any final thoughts regarding from an offensive standpoint, or? Yeah, first of all, uh, Kittle. Um, I'm with Simon here. Uh, the the rumor that Kelty is the best tight end in the league is a joke. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I would like to see uh, Kelsey, who is always open, to do what uh, Kittle does with the ball. Uh, in, in the Atlanta game, he had uh, eight p- uh, players on him. In the uh, week before, he had uh, six players on him, and he still is moving. He is not going to the ground, and uh, he is dragging those people behind him. Plus, he is an excellent blocker, although I think the the uh, scene of the game for me had Debo with that running and kicking out the mouthpiece of the defender. That was the scene of the game for me. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was awesome, wasn't it? He made. I don't know if anybody watches Good Morning Football, but Kyle Brandt does a feature called Angry Runs, and Debo okay. was Debo was singled out for the angry run. Um, but he didn't win. He didn't win the the, the winner gets this like a scepter thing, and uh, he uh, the quarterback for the Dolphins he won it. And I'm like, there is absolutely no no comparison to those angry runs. That is absolute horseman. Yeah, I it was I awesome. I wrote to Kyle Brandt. Uh, Basically, everyone can run over a jet. So uh, the deep uh, was robbed. That's what I answered Kyle after they presented the angry runs. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, um, yeah, guys, good, good. I mean, I know we focused on the offense, but let's turn to the defense. I mean, the 49ers forced three turnovers um, and downs inside their own 10-yard line. Um, first time in the last 40 years with a team's forced the opponent to turn the ball over on downs within 10 yards. Um, so, yeah, three or more times in, in one single game. Uh, Warner had five, uh, sorry, six tackles, which were three assisted. Armstead had five tackles. Um, Arden Key played quite a good good game, didn't he? And it was good to sort of see, obviously, Bosa was, was playing, you know, he, he, Bosa's having a season, isn't he? But you know key was kind of it was almost in a sense that when the, the defense were, was collapsing on on the quarterback it, it, it was almost as if is to say you know it was just that there was there was so much focus on on blocking Bosa and not really taking into consideration you know some of the other um the, the def- defensive players so guys what 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 do, you, what do you think in terms of you know how, how things were from from that standpoint don't get me started on that uh, roughing the passer uh, call against uh, Arden oh, Key. That yeah. one was ridiculous, and uh, I don't know what the NFL sings, but you are bound to land on a player when you do a tackle or a sack, 
and he immediately rolled from the player. He didn't even lay on the player. He immediately rolled off. And it's the same situation when you come from behind and tackle a running back. You are landing on him. Why, why do they call it roughing the passer when it's basically the same than uh, a tackle from behind, uh, which is okay for them? So, uh, yeah, for me, uh, Arden Key had two sacks. And uh, don't forget, uh, five red zone trips. And they only uh, gave, I think, three or six points out of it. So um, you can say what you want. Uh, Demico Ryan has a long way to go as a defense coordinator uh, because he is still is a rookie. But, I mean, our passing defense is number six in the league with the worst cornerbacks you can have. So, uh, yeah, um, he is he's awesome as, as a um, defensive coordinator. And... Our front seven is one of the best in, in the league, and that's what you need in playoff football. You need a really good front seven and a really good running game, and we have both. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean I mean Adam Key, you're right, had a had a had a great game. He's actually third overall um behind TJ Watt and Nick Bosa with on pass rush productivity. Wow. NFL NFL edge defenders um with fifty plus pass rushes. So that's that's some company that he's keeping, and he's gone under the radar, hasn't he? He's he's, yeah. he's not being talked about um, that much, but he's he, ma- he's he makes big plays. I mean, Samson Ebukam, I thought had his best game uh, of the year. To be fair, you know, since, since signing from the Rams, um, you know, Eric Armstead is disruptive. So you, you know, like you say, that starting that starting front four are, are, are giving. Offensive lines, and they're good. They're, they're, they're good at stuff in the run as well. You know, Codrell Patterson hardly did anything, did he? Yeah, um, yeah. So they're good. They're good on, on uh, getting to the getting to the quarterback, and they're good in, in, in filling their gaps as well. And uh, you know, Fred Warner, um, after a bit of a lull, and getting he was probably getting fed up of being outshone by Aziz Alshaya, um because I thought he was fantastic uh, um, uh, on on, uh, on on Sunday. But I think the my favourite defensive player was uh, when Matt Ryan went scrambled for the end zone and Jakowski Tart came out of nowhere and just rejected it. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Jakowski yeah. Tart had two nice stops in this game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, who we all forgetting, and everyone is always forgetting, we always talk about Bosa, we talk about our linebacker core, we talk about our safeties, uh, Everyone is forgetting DJ Jones. That yeah. guy is a hidden gem in our defensive line. And uh, I heard uh, Niner Faithful uh, saying uh, we need to keep Arden Key the way he is playing at the moment. But sorry, we need to keep uh, DJ Jones. He he is in a contract year as well. And yeah, that guy is uh, balling out and uh, he should get the money Armstead. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, he's uh, he's excellent in the run, isn't he, DJ Jones? He's just a big dude, isn't he? He, uh, he? he just seems to, like you say, a lot of it goes under the radar, but he's um, he's just a mass body in there, and he does a lot of the unseen work. So yeah, well pointed out. 
And I know that obviously I, I, I did mention when we talk about we do talk about Bosa, but he's having a good you know he's he's having a good season. He really is. I mean, he had fifteen sacks um, on the on the season. It's the most by a member of the Forty Nine since um, Alden Smith um, in twenty twelve. Um, so he registered one tackle. Um, he's now obviously, as I mentioned, he's had fifteen sacks. Um, that's twenty four in his career. Um, so. It, He's really, you know, he's really kind of, he's playing good, good football. And I know, you know, obviously we are going to mention because he, he, you know, he is one defensively. He's one of our best players, and that, there's that productivity, isn't there, in terms of what he's doing? And it, obviously, when he's not on the field, it, it kind of does make a difference. And you could could see even the commentary team, the CBS commentary team, were actually, you know, mentioning mentioning that that the fact that you know when he's not on the field. You know, it's just kind of to a certain extent. It's a, defensively, it's quite quite different. Um, do, guys, do you have any kind of thoughts re- regarding Bosa? Yeah, that's when it was it was in concussion protocol, wasn't he? He, he put the big hit on Corderell Patterson, didn't he? Just uh, at the line of scrimmage, and yeah, I mean, like I think the biggest, you know, obviously Nick Bosa's stats speak for themselves, but I think we've kind of already touched on the fact that if he's not getting to the quarterback, he's drawing, he's drawing. Two, um, two linemen, and he's got he's got his football IQ is that where he he can manipulate those two linemen out of the way to free up room for people like DJ Jones and people like Arden Key, so that they can make the plays. He's he's an absolute monster, an absolute monster, and you know a key a key part of us getting to the playoffs and then doing anything in the playoffs will be Nick Bosa re- remaining healthy because without him. I'm not entirely sure that that front four is is anywhere near as good. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Uh, I oh, I say eight words: uh, comeback player of the year. Oh, it's more than eight, and uh, defensive <laughs> player of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah uh, he. Sorry, um, everyone is out there uh, from the um, analyst standpoint is talking about TJ Ward. Uh, Micah Parsons, uh, sorry, but uh, no defense is stand and uh, stand and fall without one player like our defense when Bosa is not on the field, like Simon said, and um, he 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 may hasn't hasn't the most uh, tackles this year, uh, sex this year, but he leads in tackles for loss. He is in the upper five uh, with tackles. I saw some statistics today. He is in most. Uh, Relevant uh, statistics is he on one or two? And uh, sorry, but uh, those other guys from Dallas and uh, Pittsburgh are mostly show guys, and Bowser is working his ass off for this team. And if if he doesn't at least get comeback player of the year, uh, I would be really surprised. But I think he should win both comeback player and. Uh, defensive player of the year and Debo definitely should be in the offensive player of the year or even in the MVP race. Well, guys, we're, we've we've got a game. Um, it's a very short week this week. Um, obviously, we've got a Thursday night game against the Titans. We last played the Titans in 2017 where we the 49ers won 25-23 to over the Titans. Um, Titans are first in the AFC. Um However, um, Julio Jones is not looking likely with um, his hamstring injury. 
Um, left tackle Taylor Lewin um, back. Um, he's got some issues with his back. And uh, David Long hamstring um, were listed as um, not not able to practice on Monday, um, which obviously means that they they they're not potentially they're, they're not going to be playing um, with the Thursday night game against uh, the 49ers. Um, potentially AJ Brown might be back, but I, I, it's a hard one, really. I, um, King, you know, obviously Henry's Derek Henry's not around. Guys, what 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 do you think about this 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 game? It's uh, it's going to be tough. I think I think them getting AJ um, AJ Brown back if he does come back is is big for them. But they're not the same team without Derek Henry. And and if you pressure Tannehill, he can he can make errors. I think our D line can win this game for us just simply by putting him under pressure. They're good. They're good. They, their running offense is good. Um, but we're, you know, I just think that we, we're waving, we, we are riding this tidal wave of, of, of momentum. And I think that, you know, we, we're actually showing character in overcoming, you know, um, uh, adversity, you know, the, the punt, the, the, sorry, the kickoff fumble, you know, six weeks ago, that probably would have sent us into a shell and we'd have ended up being, you know, sort of 21 points down before we, before we know it, but we're, we're standing up to be counted. I'd, it's going to be a lot tougher than the Atlanta game. Don't get me wrong, but I think we win a close one. I think we win a close one, maybe by three or five points, something like that. Twenty fifteen or or twenty seventeen, something like that. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, um, our D line uh, has to step up, uh, especially in this game. Stop the run because when you uh, stop the run of Tennessee, uh, you. Uh, urge uh, Tannehill to throw, and he is still not the best uh, passing quarterback. Um, he 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 looked good because Derrick Henry uh, took a lot of pressure from him. Um, but uh, you have seen it uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, Pittsburgh used this; uh, they stopped the run and uh, urged him to pass and. Uh, of course, he failed, and the week before, I think they lost two. So, uh, yeah, uh, our linebacker courts and our uh, D line has to step up, and especially our O line has to step up because the Tennessee defense is a lot better than the Atlanta defense, especially their front seven, and. Uh, yeah, our O-line has to keep uh, Jimmy uh, out of harm's way uh, so he can uh, manage the game for us. Yeah, and I think, obviously, they, they seem to be, a, you know, in, in terms of the, the comparison, there seems to be quite a lot of players for the Titans that have, you know, kind of got their injury kind of woes, if you like. Um, we've kind of obviously got a few um, in terms of, you know how things were. Um, obviously, Elijah Mitchell. It's hard to know whether or not he he'll he'll be available uh, this week um, um, due to his knee um, injury. Uh, Morris Hurst um, also did not practice on Monday. Um, he, neither did um, Greenlaw. Um, uh, Alja here uh, and um, Tart were quite limited this week uh, on on the Monday. So, I. Yeah, hopefully it will be, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of going by what you're saying, Simon. I think, you know, obviously if we can 
it's, it's about us dominating, isn't it? And putting that, that pressure on straight away, and which we can do. It's just obviously, you know, it's kind of if we get caught, caught off guard, I still think obviously from a secondary perspective, it might be a, a bit different, you know, and, and it's hard to know what, what, what's going to happen with regards to it. Cause I think that's probably, you know, arguably one of our weakest positions, but yeah, it should be uh should be an interesting game um, on 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 Thursday uh, night. So uh, Friday morning, uh, going to be our time, um, and especially in Germany as well. Um, but yeah, should should be an interesting uh, kind of uh, pre Christmas Eve um, game. Um, so, um, is there any other thoughts regarding the the, the clash against the um, Titans? What Wandy, did you have any predictions regarding this game? Yeah, I think it will, unlike Atlanta, uh, it will be a close one. Uh, but I think if we win that, uh, we will seal uh, or we will buy our ticket for the playoffs. Uh, that's what I'm sure of because then are two games left and we are, at the moment, I think we are about two games in front of the uh, first team that is not in the playoffs. So if we win that one, uh, we should be almost in the playoffs, especially with the Houston game coming. And the the Houston game is basically a must-win game. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, and if we uh, if we win the next two, I would uh, hope that uh, Kyle is uh, resting our starters for the Rams game, even if we lose that, and even if we don't get in front of the Rams, but uh, we need those players in the playoffs then. It's almost like our playoffs start now. So the intensity that we have to play with to get into the playoffs is is going to stand us in good stead for when we actually get there. Because in reality, the next three games are all kind of must win out. We're certainly the next two are all must win. So it's almost like playoff football right now for us. Yeah, and yeah. I think if we can eliminate the mistakes, that's the big thing. We were beating ourselves, you know. I, I mentioned it on the pod last week that this team is is eight and six. It could easily be nine and four, yeah, because we've thrown games away where we've actually just beaten ourselves. And you know, over the last few weeks, we've eradicated that. There's been, you know, we've not turned the ball over. We've been getting turnovers, and you know, that wins games, particularly down the stretch and particularly in the playoffs. Is that if you don't turn the ball over. You, 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 your security is good. You keep the ball for a long while. You tie defenses out, and then you force mistakes from from the opposition who are then chasing the game. It's a winning formula. It's. I think the whole NFL is crazy this year. I mean, if you look at both conferences, uh, in both conferences there are still only I think five teams eliminated from a playoff contention. And that's ridiculous, uh, especially in the NFC. Uh, almost every team, even the Seahawks, uh, can still get in. I think only uh, the Giants, the Bears, and the Lions, of course, are eliminated. All other teams still have a shot for the playoffs. Okay, so yeah, it could be could be an interesting game uh, come come Friday and everything. Um, okay. We, we, um, this this week we're, we're not actually going to do the two minute drill because um, we've unfortunately we've not had a time, enough time to prepare. Um, but um, Wandi, I, I understand that you know obviously you're, you're aware of them and you're going to introduce us to who's going to um, be in the Pro Bowl from the 49ers. Do you want to kind of go ahead and give us uh, the players yeah. that we're going to hit? You know, going to see that that going to 
you know, play? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, uh, I mean, first of all, let's start with the top five vote getters. Uh, and there are two 49ers in those. Uh, so uh, the number one uh, is Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. Then on number two, it's Nick Boser is uh, the second most voted player. Uh, number three is this uh, this tight end that says he is better than Kittle, but he isn't. Um, on number four, Juice. And number five, Trevon Dix. Those are the top five picks in overall for the uh, Pro Bowl. Nick Bosa is the best uh, defensive end. And Kyle Juszczyk is the best at fullback, of course. And George Kittle... Trent Williams also finished first uh, at, at their player uh, at their position. Though these players should be in in the Pro Bowl, uh, it's not yet clear. I think tomorrow they they uh, announce it because the thing is uh, the the vote of the public is only one third. The, Two, uh, another third is by the coaches and another third is by the players. So that still means Nick Bosa could drop out of the uh, Pro Bowl if the players and coaches deny him that spot. But it also means that uh, players like uh, Fred Warner, who is only fourth at linebacker, could still get in. Uh, so it's still a bit open who really is in the playoffs. Uh, Debo, for example, uh, finished third at wide receiver. Alex Mack, uh, sixth at center. Jimmy Ward, eighth at free safety. Uh, I sometimes don't understand the public eye on uh, players. Lighten Tomlinson uh, is fourth at guard. And, uh, of course, Fred Warner, fourth at linebacker. So, uh, saying that, that's still doesn't mean the players are in or out. It just means in the public eye, uh, they have this uh, spot uh, for the Pro Bowl. So uh, we have to wait until tomorrow uh, till we know uh, how players and, uh, of course, coaches voted. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I think, we'll, I think we'll have quite a lot of representation in the Pro Bowl, but obviously they won't be able to play because they'll have a bigger game the week after. <laughs> well it happened in 2009 you know 2019 20 didn't it so it is, yeah, it, yeah and there's no reason why it can't happen again um but yeah one thing uh, one question i have to you too as brits i'm a bit jealous i must admit uh because you know in the last week they announced the marketing rights for several countries and uh, Germany got uh, Patriots, Panthers, um, Chiefs, and what is the force? Uh, you see, they are so irrelevant. I forgot them. Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you got the 49ers. <laughs> Why? I mean, the, the fan bases in both countries are relative, relatively equal-sized. Uh have you any idea how the team decided, okay, I go to Germany or I go to Great Britain? I guess it's probably down to the fact that obviously, you know, they own a certain amount of Leeds, don't they? Leeds United, the football club. So it could be kind of down to that. But 
I honestly, I, I don't really know, but it could be also down to the fact that obviously we've had you know t- two previous games at, at London. It yeah, but as I say, I, well, you know my opinion, Wendy, but I'm not going to get into that. Simon, do, do you have any kind of thoughts regarding that? <laughs> um, I don't know why they came to it, but I'm super glad that they did. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, the, 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 obviously, there's there's history. The 49ers have, have have played regular season games in both Mexico and the UK, so may, maybe. Because they've done that, they've maybe that's the thought process is that they've garnered more of a fan base because they've they've been here and they've played. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'm not overly enamoured with the relationship that the 49ers have got with Leeds United, but that's more down to my my uh, football team preference than anything else. But um, but no, I mean it's it's exciting times. I'm you know we 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 need to try and um, do as much as we possibly can within within the group and. See if we can sort of uh, use that to our advantage as well in getting offers and things like that. But it's um, it's going to be interesting and see what what what's around the corner really from the from the Forty Niners in terms of that UK marketing. And uh, yeah, um, I can only apologise uh, one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it still doesn't mean that the teams are uh, coming here or over there to play. It's it's only for marketing reason. The, the thing is, they can now. Uh, I read it. They can open offices in the countries they decided in. I think that makes sense with Leeds, so they can me- make uh, lead their head office in the UK. Um, then uh, they can uh, do training camps and, uh, of course, grab into local players. Uh, yeah, um, I'm just just reading here that they, that, that clubs can submit um future market proposals um each spring beginning in 2023 so maybe they've identified mexico and the uk as probably the 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 best ones to get into right away and maybe they'll they'll look at canada or and germany or you know whoever um when when the, when the next round of uh, market proposals are available for review yeah, as I said, it doesn't mean they get that they get games over here. Uh, no, no. I I heard it from a lot of Patriots and Panthers fans. Yeah, we get Panthers games. Yeah, we get uh, Patriots games. And no, that doesn't mean it. Uh, it still can be 49ers against Patriots in Germany or uh, Panthers uh, versus Chiefs in the UK. Uh, but um, it just means. Uh, you have it easier to get uh, marketing stuff from the 49ers than we Germans do. And uh, yeah, as uh, as Ned said, I think it makes sense. Uh, they want to take over 100% of leads, I heard. Is that right? Possibly it could, could be, but as I say, it's, it's, that, it's that, you know, thing, isn't it? It's a lot of money in, in terms of American football and that kind of some, some of the, you know, the other franchises that, you know, have part part ownership so i i'm i'm not familiar because i i don't tend to watch much of the premier league and I, i'm just you know nfl's the, the game for me on a on a sunday or a weekend so yeah but anyway um we will leave it there um gentlemen thank you very much for jo- joining me this evening I, i'd um like to wish um the faithful a merry christmas and um Please get involved um, in the up-and-coming um, Friday morning game. Um, I know I'm going to try and watch it. Obviously, it's quite quite difficult with work commitments. But, um, yeah, just Merry Christmas, and um, I hope you enjoy the game, and uh, let, let's go Niners. Goodbye, guys.
yeah just very quickly before we go just um just uh not a personal message but um cat that message you put on the group today was awesome we all love you very much too and have a great christmas enjoy your vacation and um yeah we'll see you soon yeah yeah and happy belated birthday uh deepak okay. have, uh, yeah happy birthday <laughs> yeah all right thanks guys bye-bye for now bye bye